Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Back to America's Heroes Group, our roundtable, She Serves, She Matters, with She Voices, Coalition Partner, Sister Soldier, and today is Saturday, January 28, 2023, January Cervical Cancer Awareness and National Blood Donor Month. Go and, go and donate that blood. Our host is Cub Kelly. I'm Sean Clayman, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega, Scouts Honor Productions. And we have our partner on the line, Wanda Petty. She's a U.S. Army veteran and the president and CEO of SheVet Inspire. We're going to talk about employment trends and forecasts for project managers in 2023. So, Miss Soldier, how you doing? A soldier, I should say. Hey there. I'm doing well. How are you, Sean? Pretty good. Pretty good. So tell us, what is this all about? What's, what, what are these employment trends and what are we talking about forecasts and project managers? What's all this stuff about? Oh, what it's about. So, if you've noticed lately, uh, two of the top three um, technology companies have uh, indicated they, they've started laying people off. So the top three are Apple, Google, and Amazon. Amazon has laid off a number of people, uh, and Google has just released another large group of individuals from their employment um, you know, field. So um, when we start talking about the shift in the market, first, the economy of what they are talking about is the uh, recession. And when we start seeing them reduce their forces, then that speaks loud. So what I really want to share today is how can we be prepared with our careers so that we can not fall in that predicament and not participate in this recession that's taking place. Hmm, that's really good advice because you don't want to be caught with your pants down, losing a job, particularly when the economy is about to get bad. And we got a lot of things yeah. on the horizon that makes like things look like they might get bad, particularly if they don't pass this debt ceiling. Yes. Yes. So what can so, we do? So when we, when we, when we look at veterans, um, this is the one thing that I love about us because we have a career that we've been trained, whether we were in for two years or 30 years, we all know how to project management, to manage projects. And whether we acknowledge it or not, we are project managers. We have the structure for it and our discipline, our uh, knowledge base, and our leadership skills are highly in demand, particularly when you start talking about remote work. Now, there is two types of remote work. There is the actual remote, which they call um, various names, freelancer. You, you have it as a uh, remote worker working for a company. And then there's the hybrid version where there is a combined uh, work from home, and maybe a few days in the office. A lot of companies are still looking at that trend because of COVID, because so we never know. COVID is up one minute, it's down the next. So 
uh, that's one thing that that employers are incorporating into their their uh, work plan because not only does it benefit the employers, but they find that the employees, but they find that the employees work better from home being able to do other things with their family. If we can wrap our minds around being able to be structured enough, kick in that discipline of how we can structure ourselves to work remotely from home and not feel like we have to be in the office and have a atmosphere of colleagues around us that will play in our benefit. Mm. Um, So again, going back to our project management skills, if someone was to get relieved from their job, like even the restaurants, you know, when people are not coming out a lot, um, we see a lot of the retails and the, the uh, restaurants, those stores, some of them are still folding in. We have the project management skills. If we can just take and assess the skills that we have from our personal experience, when we say project management, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a certification. It helps, but not all jobs and positions require that if we know how to identify them. So we have to position ourselves to see what skills we have that we are able to transfer and plug them into these trending jobs that are now moving remotely and securing positions for ourselves that if we are relieved from a physical job or the current job that we have, we're not uh, in a hardship position. And also, it seems like you could be able to do maybe more than one job at once if you're working from home. Yes, yes. But Uh, I will caution in trying to do too many things, especially if they are not aligned with one another, because then it could cause even more of a ruckus and stress and everything else. So if someone was to take more than one uh, position, I would say keep them all in the same career field or category so that there is not a huge difference of maneuvering from one mode to the next. I think that's so important to try to have a backup plan, not just rely just on one employer, because we've seen throughout many times, and we know that we're always going to go through these cycles where we have, you're going to have times where the markets or the economy is doing really good, and you're going to have times when the economy is not doing so good. There are going to be times when people are getting laid off. There are going to be times when people are hiring. We just came off this huge, huge hiring spree this, over the last a year or so, maybe a year and a half, almost two years since, since the pandemic. Once people started going back to work, there seems to still be a shortage of jobs out there. How important do you think it is or how useful would you say it is for people to be on these job boards like um, like, uh, like all these different job boards you see on the Internet? I can't think of the names of some of them right now. I think well, it's very useful. Okay. It's very useful. But I, I'm one of those, I like to take command of my future and not let the market or anyone else direct me to where it wants to take me. So I'm one of those future planners, a futuristic type of person where I look at what's happening in the market. I look at where I want to go, what, what are my visions, what are my goals, and I line it up with what I see happening. So... My 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 purpose of talking about this today, the employment trends, is not so that we could wait 
and just kind of uh, hope that our employer doesn't choose our position to be relieved, but that we are prepared because just in case that employer said we no longer want you to work in this position from an office, we need you to work from home, and we need to know how to do that. So that means aligning our current skills with what we foresee that's happening, such as uh, positions being uh, required in Agile, where we need managers and people to manage projects and overseeing multiple projects at once, or having someone that's leading uh, teams and needing them to work more effectively in a virtual environment or having that technical skill that's going to allow us to be able to um, oversee software development and things like that if we are uh, techie. You know, if we're not techie, you don't have to be a techie in order to prepare for being a remote worker or in what's trending as far as a project manager goes. And one thing a lot of project managers and people that, that are executives that work from home complain about when they do that is that they are constantly working. Like there's no – when you're at an office or at a building, the lights go out at some point, the janitor comes at some point, they lock the doors at some point. When you're at home, it's particularly if you have a demanding job, your workload sometimes it seems like it just never ends. Like you're just constantly working because you're always at the computer. You always have access to work. Well, that depends. You know, most people don't know how to cut it off. But again, if we if we structure our an employer can't expect you to work more hours because at home, I think a lot of people when they first started working remotely, they didn't know how to cut it off because they were at home and they were comfortable. But when we literally um, operate under a structured environment such as clocking in managing our workload and cutting it off and giving our family the time that they deserve as well as our office the time that it deserves, then now we're able to balance the two. Now, do you do a lot of work personally from home? I do. I do. How do you like it? I absolutely love it because, for one, I can create my own schedule. And I, I, I have to get in the frame of mind. Like I get up literally and I dress as if I'm going into the office. I don't hang out in PJs all day. I don't, um, you know, just kind of like linger around. I put on clothes, make me, you know, uh, not dress clothes. Sometimes I do because I do a lot of, uh, recording online. So, it just depends, um, but I'm not just lounging around. I think that has a lot to do with the energetic flow that one has if they are dressed in lounge clothes all day because it doesn't really feel like work, and it shows up in the outcome. And I have a tenant that does the same thing. What she does is what she does is her, she has a ritual, kind of like the way you described it. To me, it sounds like a ritual where she puts herself yeah. in a work mode. So she gets up like early in the morning, like maybe, I don't know, probably like 4 or 5 in the morning. She'll go get a cup. She'll drive and go get a cup of coffee. She can make coffee at home, but she goes and drives and get a cup of coffee, brings it back home because to her, that's like in her mind, she's getting in her car and going to work. When she comes back, she's in a whole different mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's 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 like, okay, now this is the time of day. I literally have an eight-hour block that I block it off. I have a lunch time that I take a lunch schedule. If I'm taking a break, 
I take that break and then I cut it off at the, after five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not talking work anymore. I'm not allowing people to call me on the weekend on Sunday and say, hey, let's talk work. This is my time. Hmm. And then do, we, do you think yeah. people that work in media, do you think it's it's harder sometimes for people to cut it off? Because I could with me, if I'm in a, if I'm in the studio or any any place. I am going to be constantly. I cannot keep my hands off stuff. I'm be. I'm going to be touching stuff, doing <laughs> stuff, talking about stuff, doing whatever. If, you know, having my. That's why I hate having a laptop, a work laptop, because if I bring it home, I'm always on that computer at three o'clock in the morning, going and checking stuff, doing stuff, whatever. Oh no, no. So, so again, it's it's creating a structure and a balance because we, when you work from home, you also have to think about your health. If we're not getting enough sleep and enough rest, then everything else starts to fall apart too. And being in front of the screen forever in a day is not healthy either. So I, at one point, because like when COVID first broke out, I mean, I was in my zone. So, I mean, it was like, Ooh, I get to do more of what I love to do. But then there became a point where it's just like, well, when do I stop? I have to cut this off because my life goes on besides just sitting in front of the computer all day. I have to circulate my body. I need to work out those pounds pick on. You know, so we have to be cognizant of our health and looking at the screen that long and uh, just kind of giving ourselves a break so that we can recoup when working from home. Wow, that reminds me of Steve Harvey, because I think he used to work here at the VON years ago, from what I understand. But he, he's, he's like the hardest working man in show business. And I, and I emulate him and guys like him because they, they're constantly doing several things at once like they're doing he's doing like 15 different shows as a talk show a podcast he's doing the family fuse and all this all this stuff and he's constantly constantly going you know i mean is that mm. is that the dream do you, do you think or is that is that not for everybody what's the, well, how do you feel about that well i think that um everyone is each individual is differently um i mean i was i was that steve harvey at one point because i absolutely love what i do and I just, you know, it, it's not work when you enjoy doing what you enjoy doing. But there comes a point where we have to look at, um, if we're looking at staying healthy, that we have to consider how are we allowing ourselves to be healthy if we're just constantly going like that. And because it can take a toll on the body. Mm. So what if someone's... And if we begin to neglect our loved ones, and nothing else become important but those who we serve. That's not a balanced life. I don't believe that. That's true. But let me ask you this. Where's the best places? If someone's looking to get a second job or have a backup plan for a job or to start their own thing, where are the best places to find those opportunities? So I would say first you want to look into uh, the categories. It's expected that the employment market is going to continue to improve with a stronger focus on technology and automation. And it's going to be particularly strong in the healthcare, technology, finance, and education sectors. If you are looking, first you want to look, you can network with small business owners, perhaps by becoming a consultant. Or if you're looking to work for a large firm, then you can go on Indeed. You can um, you can even become a part of uh, She Works Digital, you know, within, within our group, and we will find you. Uh, connect you with employers that are looking for those trends as well as train you and help help the individual get prepared for that position and be confident with what they're doing. But going on Indeed or, or Monster.com, 
those websites, in those particular cases, you are competing with more people. It's better if you can work with a recruiter in most cases because they can help you more on a boutique level and help you reach your individual goals. Wow, so you can reach out to recruiters as opposed to, I've had recruiters call me for different things in my careers, but you can actually reach out to a recruiter. I've never thought about doing it the other way around. So they, they will help you get like gigs or get jobs. Yes, yes. So like even when she works digital as a recruiter, we have candidates that up, upload their um, their resumes. And then when the particular job comes available that fits their position and we're constantly staying in touch with them, then we see if it's a match, you know, and then letting them know, okay, this is what you need to do to tweak and how can we enhance your resume here and, and exactly what are you looking for? What What is the desired amount that you want to be paid, that you need to be paid? It's important to to let that be known because someone can bring a position that is not really the amount that you're willing to um, to settle for, and it could be a you know a displacement, and then that job won't last long, you know. But you want something that's gonna be that's gonna be enhancing what you already do, find pleasure in it, and that's gonna become that uh, that creative space for you so that you can be self-expressive. So do you, how do you feel about education? Um, now bring that up because a lot of studies show, and I, was, and I think the majority of studies show, if I'm not mistaken, from what I've read, that particularly for African-Americans, when you, just because you get a, a more advanced degree or another degree or another degree or another certification, it doesn't necessarily translate into more money or even better opportunities mm-hmm. for getting hired. So what, is your, what are your thoughts on, on education or maybe being strategic about education? So education, um, yes, it's important. Uh, there's two things on that. Now, I'll never downgrade education because I think that it always opens up the mindset for uh, scalability. However, it's not always necessary. What we fail to recognize, especially as veterans, is that our experience speaks louder than someone who has just went to school and uh, earned a piece of paper that uh, doesn't have that, that implementation experience. So when it comes time to comparing education to experience, literally experience is, is beginning to trump education now because employers are looking for people that can make things happen. And that's where we come in. That's why our skill set is so valuable. If we could just wrap it around our head and know that the knowledge that we've acquired by implementation and take stock of our current knowledge in the areas that we've learned project management and related areas that we can um, actually apply them to a lot of positions that are not necessarily requiring a degree. Mm. I think that's really important what you mentioned. So my last question would be, what is, take us, give us a couple of minutes to talk about how you would motivate and also um, encourage veterans, particularly, particularly women veterans to go out and take control of their careers, um, be more vocal about their pay. Cause a lot of those are still pay disparities, especially particularly. Yeah. Women. Um, how do you, how would you encourage or, or advise someone in that area? So first know yourself. 
you have to know yourself, know your capability, assess your knowledge and your skill that you have. Take inventory of what you're. Oh, we lost her. I got to get her back. Our audio just went out a little bit. So we want to get her back in a second. But, yeah, one of the things that we want to recap of some of the things you talked about, which I think is really critical and really important, is the fact that you have to understand and know yourself as far as making sure that you know your value, know your worth. If you know your worth and know your value, then that makes a big, big difference into getting the right job and doing something that you're passionate about. Networking and everything is great, but once again, I go back to the study that I read earlier, is that for particularly for African Americans, it's not necessarily the case for other other demographic groups, but for African Americans, one of the problems we've seen, uh, people have studied, is that just because you get another degree, another piece of paper, another certificate, another this or that, doesn't always translate into more money. You got to have a plan to figure out how does this education or this knowledge translate into what you're trying to accomplish. Just having an MBA, for example, just having another uh, degree or whatever, it doesn't necessarily uh, translate into more income. So you got to be a lot more strategic and plan around what you're going to do and how this education is going to actually prepare you for what you're trying to take on as a job. It's very, very critical, very, very important. we got about a minute left. Looks like we lost Wanda Petty. She is the U.S. Army. I'm right oh, here. You're right there. You are. You're back. So we ran I out am. of time. I was right, almost out of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so got about 30 seconds left. So you give us some really okay. great advice. You give us some really great advice about, you know, making sure you know your worth and know your value. So what can you add to that? In about yeah. Know your value. Make a plan. Look at, take inventory, whatever it is that you have, your skills, and then start looking and take action and identify those areas in a job that you're interested in. And lastly, Contact us at SheVetCreativeNetwork.com, and we'll make sure that you get um, get more information and education on that. Wanda Petty, always great advice. U.S. Army veteran and president and CEO of SheVet Inspire. Thank you for your time, and thanks for coming back. All right. Thanks for having me. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back after these messages. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.